And welcome to another very, very, very awesome installment of the Hookup on Music, where today I am joined by, oh, I've used this a lot, but never, ever on a podcast, the man, the myth, the legend, Bruhan Luke. What is up, my man? Hey, man, what's going on? How are you? Oh, doing good. Very, very excited for you to join me today. This is going to be a really, really, really good time. Um, I think me and you are going to do a little bit of... That's pretty much our baseball team. It's a shame <laughs> those boys couldn't be more copacetic today. Man, but uh, <laughs> glad for you to join me. And um, as always, we are here to talk and talk about a lot of good music and see where we can take it. Let's see uh, what you've been listening to, my man. So um, got into a new new to me but newish band overall um recently called neighbor i don't know if you've heard of them yet um i have heard them i have not listened to too much of them but now you're just bringing them up yeah i uh i I started digging into them a little bit because they were opening for green sky on their tour i have not seen them live um and i heard some great things about how they just jam and rock uh they've been around for a couple years but they just dropped their first studio album uh, like this past month or so, I still got to really dive into that, but I've been watching a lot of their concerts on their YouTube page. Um, it's two neighbors from Boston that grew up together, just jamming and rocking out. Uh, one of the guys is Lyle Brewer, who's toured with uh, one of my personal favorite bands and a family band with Green Sky Bluegrass. Um, he's done a lot of touring with them and he shreds on the guitar. His neighbor growing up is the keyboardist from a cover band called pink talking fish oh. which is cover band of pink floyd talking heads and fish so that's the type <laughs> of music that's the type of music that that band plays but anyway i this- like i like when they put bands put those names together like that man that's really yeah. that's really creative um they so they came together and they started touring i think this is really the first i saw that they're on a full-blown tour they're going to be playing at music fest all summer um 
and they're they're just they just they could rock out and get anybody going in the crowd. Like they they play some phenomenal covers. Um, a lot of obviously you know Grateful Dead and bluegrass type influence and Jerry Garcia influence in there. Um, but man, they I can't stress enough. Everybody needs to check out Neighbor. Like, hey, you know, and that's the thing is anytime I'm a big fan of any just some people, especially in now at times, man, when someone suggests a band, you really got to go out and listen to that band, because especially people who listen to music, um, Neighbor sounds awesome. Um, you got any shows lined up that you're going to this summer? Uh, not so far into the summer, but um, my brother just texted our family group chat this week. So for Mother's Day, we're going to Fitzgerald's. Um, we got a table and a room in the back. There's a Sunday night show. Um, I couldn't believe that they were playing there. But uh, the Little Smokies are playing at Fitzgerald's. So, nice. you know, talked to my mom and she wanted to go. So we're having a big, hey. uh, big family outing Sunday night. So the Sox are playing a day game. Then I'm going to go home and we're going to regroup. And then we're going to go out to Fitzgerald's and Berwyn for uh, the Little Smokies. And I, I believe we got a VIP table. I don't really know all the details are just say, what do I owe you? Tell me what I need to do, <laughs> you know, because that sounds fucking awesome. So that's the first one. Um, just before that at the salt shed, I haven't gotten tickets yet, but it's on my radar for Thursday, May 11th is the wood brothers. Oh yes, Are at the salt shed. I've never been to the salt shed yet, by the way. I don't know if you've been there. Uh, a guy um, at work uh, actually saw goose mm-hmm. there this last week and he's a big goose fan. And he said the place was nice. Yeah, my yeah, brother was at the outdoor that. version is a little bit uh, going to be a little bit bigger than the indoor one, but definitely uh, looks really nice. Yeah, so that's um, that's on my radar. One, to get to the salt shed, but two, if the Wood Brothers are playing there, I'm going to try to go to that. Those are in the same week. Um, usually in June, the first week in June is Camp Green Sky up in Michigan, but um, this year they decided to up and go to Iceland for Camp Green Sky. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I remember specifically uh, that was one of the coolest things that I saw was when uh, you were there last year mm-hmm. and uh, little feet was on the bill. And I remember us talking about that and I was actually, that's what I was going to ask you. Cause I haven't even looked up yet what's happening with green sky, but I guess, as you said, they're in where Iceland, they're in Iceland for that first week in June. That's always my like kickoff to summer is going mm-hmm. to that music fest. Um, family goes big, you know, weekend camping out on the farm just awesome. But we're like, you know what? It's okay to take a year off. It's not a big deal. Um, we were kind of thinking about taking a year off, and then they said they're going to Iceland. We're like, all right, fine. <laughs> you know? So that's that's what Green Sky's doing. That's that's how they're starting off their uh, their summer, their the music fest. Some people are a little upset that they're going and doing their tour in Iceland. It's like, you know what? They can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely – you are absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this guy's coming to town. You seeing him this it, summer? I did not get tickets. I had the pre-sale ready to go, but then I got so irked by the Ticketmaster fees. Oh, yeah. I said it was like $60 for the ticket. Very reasonable. But then after all the fees, it was like 40 or $45. I said, I'm going to wait it out. Um, I'm probably still going to find a way to get to the venue. I will say that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I know that you, uh, you like those guys, you know, that's, him a lot. The whole band is actually really good, you know. Hit, you know, not just him, he's amazing, but everyone he plays with up on the stage is does a really yeah. good job. And they just added a guy on violin, which I have not seen him live with the new guy that they added in, but I've listened to some of their live tracks, and man, it's that's gonna be a treat. If if people have not seen Billy Strings, especially at the Huntington Bay Pavilion, which I like because it's right on the lakefront. Oh, yeah, that's that's gonna be a show. Um 
I've seen oh. Paul Simon there, and I've seen okay. Almond Brothers there twice before Greg passed away. Okay. Um, widespread Panic was with them one of those days too. But you're like as you said that uh, that breeze coming in, oh man, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, that was um, the one time I went there. God, it was. 2018 2019 maybe me my dad and my brother we saw j-rad there and that was <laughs> man that was a trip because we were on the floor you know right up front on the stage um that was when i discovered like they have 24 ounce or 19 ounce uh lagunitas ipas there i drank a lot oh. of those and it feels so great the next morning but man that, that was a hell of a show that was i spent my uh my bachelor party at uh farm aid there mm. and it was all day and i had quite a lot of as you just stated those laguanitas and those those were really good that day i mean i think i had 11 10 12 and by the time um willie nelson came on man i was, I was <laughs> quite a lot of those yeah and uh you know i'm singing uh, rain on the scarecrow by Mellencamp, like you know for some <laughs> unknown reason and i don't think i usually would have done that unless i had that many right but it's a good venue you know mm -hmm. really nice um, I like it better than like Tinley Park, which I've seen yes. quite a lot, a lot of shows there. But you know, um, what I was going to say is though, one of the bands. Have you ever saw the Dead at all? I didn't see the original Dead um, ever. Uh, Dead and Company, I saw. Dead and Company, yeah. But uh, the original Dead, I was never. I was still in my younger years. My dad was actually at the last show ever. Really? At, you know, like because it was at Soldier Field. And then, um, gosh, it was not too long. It was a couple weeks later when Jerry Garcia died. Their last show was at Soldier Field. Um, I could tell you exactly where I was when Jerry Garcia died. That, that, Me that's too. how much. I was like sitting. Like, oh, go ahead. You go first. Let's, let's so hear. I was in the basement with my brother. We were playing uh, Super Nintendo. And my mom comes running down the stairs. She goes, guys, guys, guys. I just got off the phone with your dad. Uh, Jerry Garcia died. And we're like, uh, what? You know, and like. <laughs> We stopped playing Super Nintendo, and I was like, what What are we talking about here? Then we went upstairs, XRT's on the radio. They're just playing all the dead songs all the way through. Then my mom was calling back to my dad at work. He's like, yeah, they're playing all the Grateful Dead songs on XRT. It, it definitely happened. Like, it was, whew, that was my dad's, one of my dad's best friends from high school said he was in the car driving when that happened, and he had to pull over and stop because he started crying. He's like, I can't drive right now. Like, that's that's kind of, that's the kind of impact that like I grew up with this band and that's a, the family band, you know, like it's, a, it was a thing. You know, when you sit and you, you go through that really. And the people that, you know, obviously Jerry had touched at to, up until that point, you know, huge, you know, huge, huge loss, you know, yeah. and honestly, I want to say, you know, it, it's kind of, it's, it's always really um, opening that you got to it kind of see that though as a young kid you know you got to you knew this band then obviously yeah. you know from a young age which i mean honestly that's how i am with the music too a lot of the stuff is integrated through my parents you know and i think that's what kind of kick starts a lot of this where now you end up showing them a lot of stuff you know that yep. you know, and they used to show you but the dead were always really good at uh you know bringing people together too oh yeah that's <laughs> I mean, I've gone to Dead and Company, um, and then I'll be there for their last round, the last show at uh, Wrigley. That's Saturday in June. I think that's like June 9th or 10th or something. It's early June. Um, I, I believe there's a Sox game that day, so I'll be going to the Sox game, taking the red line over. Um, hopefully, Mr. Blotto's playing outside beforehand. Yep. Um, maybe we'll see a Bill Walton appearance on the stage. <laughs> um, 
that was that was something last time I was there. He just walked up, started playing the bongos with with oh, Mr. Blatto, and then he just walked away, and then he was gone. Like, <laughs> okay, so you yeah. know that's the kind of stuff that's always you know really really cool. I mean, I've spent I've watched the Grateful Dead movie probably a hundred times, and just mm-hmm. and that's like seventy three Grateful Dead. That's before they're in the big stadiums. And like you, I spent a lot of time just watching shows on YouTube. So yeah. even neighbor, I'm going to go back. I love watching oh, live stuff and yeah. you compare it to other stuff and give and take. And, um, but they were lots of awesome periods, the dead, you know, Man, yeah. what was your favorite period from God? That I, I, I you, keep, is it just all, I mean, some people, you don't have to have a favorite period. I mean, I know? keep going back to that late seventies stretch where mm-hmm. they had like, because I, that was where I didn't really know a lot about it, obviously, but like, Anytime I talk to my dad about it, they're like, that's when they really started getting big. And that's when you really knew that this was going to become a thing. So I like that era just because that was like, oh, yeah, that's when it started. So I always like to go back and look at those stretches of like, how did they get to this point? Like, how do you start there and become such a big following of deadheads all around the world? How, How does how does one become that big and it's true cult ish not really a cult following but it's no. a cult ish because you know yeah. they're they're just special you know like it's it's something that actually there's i was looking at record store day this this saturday they have the, um, a live album from the dead from the boston garden in 77 that's coming oh, out yeah. so i got my eyes on that one for sure Well, that whole terrapin station time period my god yeah um, i mean that song itself mm-hmm. i mean i when, when just hearing a story that, you know, and this is, you know, what, you know, Jerry sitting, I guess, supposedly right over there by Golden Gate Bridge and writing the guitar riff yep. for that song. And man, that guitar, man. And that song, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great song. And the live versions, of course, trump the, of course, the studio version by quite a lot because, well, you're doing it live. Yeah. That's, I tell you what, I um, last summer when we did the White Sox trip out to San Francisco, first day we got there, it was a mission in my brain. I got to go to Hate Nashbury. Oh, I yeah. got like, holy crap! Just looking at those houses and knowing the stories behind what happened inside of those houses when they were there, I was like, God you damn! Sound like like, you sound like you're a lot like me. Like when you look at something, <laughs> you could empathetically sit there and be like, Wow, I could imagine those guys in there playing, and that's yep. what makes a lot of this awesome because mm-hmm. when you can sit and do that with music and hear the stories especially the stories even through the dead of their keyboard players yeah and how you know they passed away and how they didn't make the whole journey like some everybody else did you know yeah. and back to like tinley park you know i believe if i'm not mistaken that was like brent's last show before he passed you know okay before yep. he yep. passed away you know and and you know, it, they've had a lot of different periods, and to see Bob Weir still going out there and still rocking, it's it's to be admired. You know, it, I always it's something that's yeah. um there Phil was Lesh, a, you know? Phil Lesh. So my dad saw Phil Lesh. I guess he had a bar in San Francisco for a while, and he they they're like, all right, we're going to go to Phil Lesh's bar, and where was he? Just right there, popped up, started jamming out. Like holy shit! Like <laughs> you know, um, and that's that's just the kind of people they are. Like all right, let's go play. You know, well, that's it, you know, and I, I'll never forget. I think it was my last year in college. I, for some reason at the library there, they had Phil Lesh's biography and I just sat there and read it. And when I read, read these Man. rock biographies, I could get through a whole biography in like six days because I'm, I want to suck in more information mm-hmm. to feel the band. I mean, that's always the key. 
you know, and that's why for a lot of times, you know, you, that's what you want to do. And he, lots of stories, man. And yeah. he's another one. He was older when a lot of this stuff was getting going too. Oh, I yeah. mean, to be fair, I mean, when they're starting to kick, kick and go and he's almost 40 already. And that's yeah. what's, I admire that because a lot of people at 40 are giving up and not trying anymore, yeah. but you know, he, he, he was good. So let me ask you this with dead and company, this being their final tour, you know, everybody's kind of stepping away. Is John Mayer going to, do you think John Mayer is going to try to do like a dead end company where he's kind of the guy with new people in there or is it going to be gone? You know, like, I I don't know if you got a chance, but really I, what was really amazing was when they first got back together and Phil was with the band and it was just the dead and Warren Haynes was playing Mm -hmm. Jerry's parts. It was it was really, really, it was cool. I love John Mayer. Don't get me wrong. I think he does a good yep. job with the dead and company, but I just don't, you know, I don't know those drummers, man. You know, I, yeah. it's hard Mayer, to replace that. <laughs> you know, the, that's the bad. I think that right now, that is the backbone with Bob and they yeah. got a lot of great players along with that. John Mayer is good, but he's just a piece of this awesome puzzle. I hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I don't know, you know, you know, I, I have lots, I've gone a lot of different ways with John Mayer. You know, it's, 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 he's got this album called the John Mayer trio where it's Mm -hmm. just him and two other guys. And it's pretty much straight up blues. And that's a lot better than some of his more softer stuff, but for sure he could play the guitar, man. And that's why I think, you know, he's paid off with the dead, but I hope not. No. Yeah. I, I really have enjoyed him playing with the dead. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough to, continue on without those other guys there like who's gonna really do drums in space <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing right there like that's the thing right there um my favorite member is is bill out of everyone on drums and mm-hmm. it's because more of in those i read his biography too in that late 70s and early 80s he's hanging out and partying with like belushi john belushi man and you're seeing yourself <clears throat> to be in the dead hanging out with john belushi you know you know you're partying to the gills yeah, and and guess what? You're still standing, and you're still playing Wrigley Field this summer. I look at rock. That's what I look at music. Can you last? How long yep. can you last? And is your impact? Is it still lastful? You know what I mean? Yes. And if it's not, be like kind of like the the green ski. You know, be authentic, yes. be real. You know, and that's through all aspects of music because it, you know, it goes. You know, right, that, right. this and that. But I definitely think that. Uh, when it's all said and done, the band is left, you know, just as much or even more of an impact than, you know, I know it could be a disagreement with people, but a band like the Beatles who lasted right. eight years, great impact. I mean, huge impact, but yeah. they didn't do the touring, the people a lot. I don't know. You know, a lot of different stuff goes into this. And my opinion changes actually daily. <laughs> you know, you could be listening to For a sure. tune, you know what I'm saying? It'd be yeah. like, oh, 75 the best. It's hard when the it's stuff is tough. so good, you know. Yeah, that's um it, it's gonna be interesting to see what their last show is going to be um at, at Wrigley. Like that final show that Saturday, like what's that set list gonna be? Because coming to Chicago for the dead, I feel like is a special place, you know. Right. They came they came for the Fairly Well tour. Um they were that was Jerry's last ever show at Soldier Field. There's some connection there, you know, sentimental, where there's going to be a lot of deadheads that are going to be 
man, half the part of the show is it's just watching the deadheads going around. Like <laughs> last time I was at the show at, at uh, Wrigley for Dead and Company, we saw guys outside of that Gallagher Way area jumping on top of the ATM machine and then, climb, <laughs> and then climbing the rail onto the ramp and running inside. Like that's part of the, oh, yeah. that's part of the fun yeah. of going to these shows. Like, how do you get in? How do you sneak in? How do you sneak in? Like well, seeing, <laughs> uh, as my dad would say, you know, seeing some of the circuses when you were there, like the people standing, who are you going to run? You know, I remember being at Rothbury and there's just a group of people new, just dancing to the dead right over there. And you're like, yep. that's all, you know, I mean, that's let people, you know, that's what people want to do. Rock yeah. and roll. That's you know, um, speak it. Yeah, go on. Oh no, go ahead. I'll, I'll I was come back to that. say is that <laughs> one of another. Well, I think they're another one of your favorite bands. Is um, where did I go here? Is uh, Pearl Jam. Yes, which, that's my all-time favorite. <laughs> yeah, which is what I wanted to. We could not leave tonight without talking about your all-time favorite band, which to me is another. They remind me a lot in ways of. The dead and the fact that no set set list. I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I I honestly spend so much time looking at set lists and seeing who's changing it. And it's okay, but I like a different set list every night. I think a band should switch it up. Yeah, and they could play. They'll play a three-hour show. Like, yeah. they will go on. I mean, 45 minutes of it will be Eddie Vedder talking politics or something in between sets. Yeah. Or he, oh, he's yeah. hammered drunk on a bottle of wine. But that makes for That's more fun. of the fun of it. Oh, um, yeah. They, yeah, I got into them at a really young age. We were down in uh, the basement of my parents' house and they, I think it was Versus came on and 10 was out. And it was like, I started listening to this because my brother had it on. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then I just got hooked. And then one of my buddies from grade school was talking about Pearl Jam. And then we kind of linked up together. And like, it felt like it was a daily conversation at our lunch table, just talking Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder and everything else. And, you know, I've seen them nine times now live. That's um, awesome. Seen them four times at Wrigley. Uh, I was trying to make it to Fenway the one year to make it the 10th show. I just couldn't. It, it didn't all work. That would have been the third show of their tour. And, they, you know, the math didn't check out there with uh, the budget. So, yeah, it's it's it's. But seeing them nine times, man, that's really, really awesome. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you see a lot of different set lists, a lot of different songs. Yeah, every every set list is a hundred percent different, and there's they change it as the show goes on. Like even when uh, I saw them when I was in college at Eastern Illinois, we drove up to Champaign, and they were playing at Assembly Hall, and somebody down on the floor kept screaming to them, "Play Yellow Light Better, Yellow Light Better!" <laughs> and then like he, Eddie's talking to the crowd, and he just stops. He goes, "You know what? Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we were gonna play that, and now we aren't." So we're not going to play that. We'll play something different, which I like, because then they played Fortunate Son. <laughs> it was like, um, so. Uh, what's your favorite Pearl Jam tune? Oh, or is that too hard to nail? Is that too um, hard to nail? Down? I will say this. My walk-up song, if I was a baseball player, would be Do the Evolution. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that, that's my walk-up song. That, that, that music amazing. video, oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I. That's so hard. I can't just pick one favorite song i love the yield album anything wow. off of yield i was i'd probably go with that i, I listen to that album 10 to 15 times a year i just throw on yield that's that's my all-time favorite album um yield that was a great album i mean those those little pictures that came in, in those cd God. thing that we would sit there yep. and be folding those around i mean yeah i mean i i specifically remember pretty much every album that they've released. I mean, Pearl, I yep. think 10 came out maybe a couple months before, 
but like even flow when that got hit when that came out that's kind of where i came mm -hmm. i remember my dad bought the tape and then from there the band took off and verses i love verses quite yeah. quite a lot and vitology i like that love I vitality yeah i mean i like stuff where they're expanding their sound i'm yeah. not somebody who's big i love when bands do things and jam and get out there and when they do live like when they play like something like bugs live i mean <laughs> you know you know even that smile and that laugh right there you you know it's it's a jam and it they, they do a good job at it really good yeah. job it it's just incredible like you say the early era albums you know 10 versus vitality then yield showed up when i was in seventh grade and i was like that's what i was like wow i didn't think they could keep getting better and then you got no code in there um the later years like people don't appreciate nearly as much um their later albums because i think a lot of people got so big into the early era of pearl jam they're like yeah this is just okay it's like no it's a different it's different because you got Boom Gasper in there now. And holy shit, when you when you go to a concert and Crazy Mary comes on oh. and they start playing Crazy Mary and you just let Boom Gasper go. <laughs> oh, like, just, yeah, there's no lying right there. Totally different. And, you know, Matt Cameron's just done a phenomenal job ever since they got him. They oh. got him right after uh, Yield was released. And then yep. they got and he's been with the band ever since. Um, they just keep getting better. And, you know, I'm glad that he came into the fold. He's a great drummer. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, all of his work is is really good. And I'm with you. I, those later albums, I'm, I mean, I still think their last album, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Dance of the Clairvoyant. I think it's a, yeah. a new, a fresh sound. Um, and like I told you, I'm, I'm for chances. Sometimes not every chance works out. But they've had every album they've had. It's It's been, at the very least, solid. You know, mm -hmm. it's not as great as their best, but it's solid. Yeah, it's that's a, that's a good way to put it. Like, not every album is going to be like, "Holy shit, this is awesome." But no, if you have not. you have three to four good songs on there instead of a album that's like, "This is terrible," like that's a win. You're you're still gonna get people out there listening to the Pearl Jam album. And oh yeah, that was on that album. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, I mean, well, I mean, if you play math and you look at numbers, and I know a lot of people do. You know, even this man behind me right here, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, if he came out with twelve albums, I mean, not all twelve of them are gonna kick ass. I could yeah. tell you that. You know, when he got into that late seventies, was he gonna incorporate disco? You know, and stuff like that. You just don't know. And yeah. people, you know, take chances. So definitely that. Um, is there any bands you you dislike? Ooh. Sorry to Man. go negative. <laughs> you know, we've been positive this whole time. I switched to a, a negative, a negative. Yeah, uh, I, give me a second to think about that. I want no, to hear yeah. some, I want no, to hear some mean, of yours. Like, are you, would you say, I know you said you, are you a Dave Matthews band fan? Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike them but i'm not like all in so on, like when you mute guy. if you mute the vocals and when they start jamming they're a lot better of a band sometimes you know i like and i like the, some of their stuff too but yeah you know i i'm kind of like there isn't a band that i so quote and could say that i dislike because i could find something good in any band um yeah. you know i mean my styles have changed so much like i like funk music a lot so i could spend listening to parliament all night long yeah and you know i mean and that could take away from maybe some of the more harder stuff or the dead could switch to over to something a little bit more like you said earlier, like the bluegrass stuff, man, that stuff is great. Yeah. It's, it's different. I think people, when they hear like, Oh, what kind of, what kind of 
music they play that band like the little smokers what do they play oh they're a bluegrass band but it's more than bluegrass it's yeah. like it's like a modern era of blue like green sky doesn't refer to themselves as a bluegrass band they call themselves jam grass yeah so like I bella mean, fleck and the fleck tones yes like stuff that stuff that expands you know that's like when people you know it's you're just putting something in the pit you know kind of you know even i just said that without when the reality is, is there is a lot, lot more and it is super, super deep, really, really yeah. deep, you know, and that's, and you know, you know, more than anything, when those jams get going, they, yeah. it, you can't, you can't hold them back, man. You can't um, back well, you, you know what? I'll, I'll go this route with bands. I dislike because people make fun of the Pearl Jam reference with it. I fucking hate Creed because everybody's always like, everybody's Making fun of Pearl Jam, that's the same person, Creed, and um, what's the other group? I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue now. That's Well, um, well what's hilarious is we, I was going to ask you a little while ago because you brought it up about how you're going to a concert and then you're going to go to the ball game or vice versa. Yeah. Um, I remember specifically it was a Cubs-Sox game. It was like 2001, and it was a day game, and the Sox lost, and then I went and seen Creed. <laughs> now i look back at that day and i just want to just bury that day but yeah because <laughs> unfortunately i'm like i i'm always been a music like just i suck it all in so like when creed came out now i look back and i could be like what was i doing you yeah. know what was, what was going on in that moment but sadly i have to admit but they definitely when you look back were a huge pearl jam type ripoff band Oh yeah, that that's why I, I can never. I'm like, I'm not listening to them. If they're on the radio, I'm changing the channel. That's that's <laughs> one of those bands. Well, yeah, I mean, that's definitely it. The only band I could say me is like something like Bon Jovi. I could just have never okay. been able to find something, except maybe like the song on Young Guns, "Blaze of Glory." That's a pretty solid track. But that being said, um, try always trying to always expand your musical, yep. you know, horizon is what what it's all about. Yeah. And that's, um, I have my parents to thank for a lot of that too, like with the dead influence. And then they discovered green sky bluegrass. I'm sure they've seen them almost 50 times now. Like at least if I had to guess, because they've traveled all over the country on vacations to go to music fest, like they've gone to Telluride twice. They've gone to camp green sky all these years. Um, the electric forest formerly Rothbury is, um, near and dear to our hearts. Cause it's, it's in the same town as our lake house. And, oh, really? Uh, Yes. So they um, they used to. They don't do it anymore. They would volunteer the week building up to the fest as like pre-fest setup, mm-hmm. and then they would get to go into the fest for free. So they, I mean, <laughs> it's that's why honestly, even like I told you empathetically through bands, like empathetically hearing you tell cool stories about your parents is amazing. Like I'm, I'm like <laughs> like I like that's because that's that's what it's about man the expand the expansion of music and saying that they've seen them 50 times yeah i mean that's they a ballpark they don't number. have a good time you know every Seriously, every time right? i ask them they're like i don't know we lost count i'm like can i i'm just gonna say 50 then <laughs> um and yeah they discovered them at uh the electric forest originally and then they were like you gotta see this band and then all of us the rest of the family started seeing them little at little by little and now it's like that's our new thing is like hey green sky's coming to town or green sky's playing here or billy strings is playing there because like how did i find out about billy strings originally it was like 2017 or 2018 he was opening for green sky at the riviera that's always the thing too man sometimes those opening bands you're paying attention you yep. can see them and you could see them in an early 
for their quote unquote, you know, get a little bit more popular. So that's yeah. always, that's always cool. Um, have you ever seen like string cheese incident? I haven't seen string cheese. Um, put on a pretty good show. They I've heard they put on a great show. They play, I mean, they play at the electric forest every year. I just never really truly went to it. I went one year cause we snuck in and um, we cheated, <laughs> we cheated the system. We got everybody in. Uh, but it was like 95 degrees out in the middle of dead heat of summer with no cell phone service. We're sweating our asses off. All that's playing is techno, oh, yeah. techno house music that I don't know anything about. It's in the middle of the day. And there's all these people there like, yeah, he's killing it. I'm like, I don't, what the fuck? He's just pushing buttons right now. Like, sorry if people like that music. It's it's okay in my mind. I don't dislike it. I just don't understand it and well, enough, you know. Like, I went to that. That's where those people were dancing. Was that last Rothbury year? That's where yeah. the, the dead was. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that you know had Bob Dylan was there. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Crows were there. I mean, big big list. And then Electric Forest comes, and it was it was different, like you said. Totally different. Um, yeah, I've been street- summer camp too, and that's kind of like a little bit like that too. Okay. Where there, there's those. It's like half. EDM and then it's half like Mo and, and bands like that. But you know, maybe this maybe it'll be this will be the year I go to summer camp. There's no camp green sky. I gotta find a replacement. Maybe I'll go well, check that out. You know, you got Les Claypool, I think, is there in the flying frog brigade. That you okay. know, and I mean honestly, what you're always hoping for, especially like you just mentioned a little a few minutes ago, is you just don't want it to be super hot, like 95 degrees. Yeah. You know, hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler. You know, you get out there and because it's it's no fun when it's 95 degrees. You gotta have a little cool, just a little, little cool, little coolness. Um, but uh thank you so much for joining me, my man. Yeah, man, this Look has been awesome. Time. time, like I as I always state, time flies. And <laughs> yeah. boy, did we have some fucking fun. Hell yeah. Um, but uh before you headed out, um, what I wanted to talk about really quick here, we gotta talk about it for just two seconds here. Oh, yeah, the, the amazing live album. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. There was hookers and the All right. So Hell where yeah. did you first hear this album or this band? So where did I first? I, I heard about them again okay. through my parents. Awesome. And awesome. when it got announced that they were playing at camp green sky. Uh, I was like, wait, they're going to play the full album through. Like my dad's like, this is a big fucking deal. Like you, you don't understand. This is a huge deal. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I don't, I, I like hearing it on the record is great, but then man, you get right up front on the rail and you just embrace that. And I was like, right away when they got on stage uh, and those first few notes that hit, I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> Oh man! They just—I'll never forget turning to my wife yeah. and going, "Man, he's at Little Feet, and they're playing the whole Waiting for Columbus album." I sounded like a little five-year-old kid who saw his friend get an action figure. I was <laughs> like, "Wow!" But uh, that's when I was like—I knew along before that because you had always been talking about awesome music. But man, that was really, really cool that you got to see them. That was and that time we could talk about Little Feet for a couple minutes. I always appreciate it. Yeah, that. Um... That was very special to hear that and see that like, okay, I got that one. I could tell that story for the rest of my life. You know, like Very, so. very awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much, my man. Yeah, you man. want to uh, share your stuff before? Take uh, yeah. Check me out. Uh, Brew Hand Luke on Twitter. Uh, 
part of the from the 108 and i do a lot of blogs and beer reviews and stuff for them um that's about nobody it nobody better on the beer reviews my man thank you really, appreciate really awesome. it yeah. really awesome um thank you so much again luke and yeah. please please come back again and talk some tunes absolutely anytime happy to do it all right my man take care yeah you too all right, everybody. Well, that was really, really awesome, and I really, really appreciate Luke joining tonight. Um, if you can, please go ahead and follow us on the Penguin Sadistic Twitter handle, and please like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Also, you can follow the Hookup on Music on the Twitter or on the old um, Instagram, which is ran by my wife, who tries she does not try she does a way better job than me so please check that out i am the sugar baggie this podcast will also be available on apple and spotify and until the very next time which is going to be really really soon for more rock and roll please everybody take care and have a good good rest of your week <laughs>